you've got goals for your small business. That's why now's the time to level up your marketing with Constant Contact. With powerful tools to find and connect with new customers, manage your social posts and events, and send automated emails and texts, you'll stand out, stay top of mind, and see results fast. Constant Contact's cutting-edge technology makes marketing easy, so you can focus on running your business. Start achieving your small business goals with a free trial at ConstantContact.com today. Did you know that the ABV Podcast is sponsored by PreSonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using PreSonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use, well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. PreSonus's deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first-time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out PreSonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, PreSonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible, they're here for you wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegy rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegy and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, it's happy hour all day long. That's right. From open to close, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P., Thank you for joining us for this episode. Quick shout out to the sponsors of the podcast, PreSonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. Speaking of Hops in the Hollows, Cliff Decato with me for this episode. What's up, sir? What up? Glad you could join me for this. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. really. 
like a couple, three, four months, maybe. I think the last time you were on the podcast, we were at your house. And we're doing it outside. Oh, that's, that was nice. Yeah. And we had a, an outsider of the craft beer scene yeah. sitting down with us, which yeah. is always good. I always like somebody from the outside with their perspective. Yeah, we need, we need to do that again. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We'll, we'll find a wild card to come sit down with us and drink some crazy beers. Yes, that, that, that would be fun. Uh, we are currently in a location uh, for an upcoming new brewery here in Baton Rouge. Not open yet, but we're getting a behind-the-scenes peek, and I'm, I'm pretty pumped to be here for this. Keith and Nick here with Agile Brewing. Guys, thank y'all. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome to the brewery. Yeah, this is the first thing we know. So the spot that we're in uh, used to be Southern Craft. Correct. They've been closed for a while, and walking into this place, the one thing that I truly loved about it, it, it did not look anything like Southern Craft. <laughs> Nothing against Joe and Wes, but like that, their tap room was super small and it was very cramped. This place is wide open, and I love what you've done with the place so far. So no, I appreciate that. Uh, Joe, Joe and Wes are the, the good friends of mine as well, and, and we had talked about it. They they were looking to do an expansion like that we were able to do, yeah. and they were just unfortunately not able to do it. And and so, you know, they kind of went a little different direction. And, um, again, I you know, I had been looking to open a brewery for several years. I had a couple properties around town uh, under contract that fell through and uh, when Southern Craft came up for sale uh, it just kind of I had to change focus and it took a several months to actually redo a business plan and Mm -hmm. you know try to make sure that we could make it work in this location and whatever and and so we're doing the best we can to make sure it works cool I was when I saw that they were they were selling Southern Craft I was literally, literally like wanting to get with people. I'm like, how can we pull money together? Like, I want to, I want to buy this spot. And like, I can't brew beer, but I know enough people who can brew beer and they do it well. So like, I want to, I want to, I want to have my own brewery. Well, you know, I mean, to me, poor Louisiana. I mean, we're almost last one of us for yeah. breweries, you know, nationwide. So you never want any Louisiana craft brewery to close. You know, there's only been a handful, and it's unfortunate, but um, you know, it, it's. It, it is what it is. It's business and, you know, um, you know, uh, out from the old uh, born new, uh, you know, yeah. we're going to have a, a new one coming in. So so let's tell our listeners who, who aren't familiar with who you are, a little background about yourself. You are, uh, you own or co-own uh, L.A. Homebrew, that, uh, which is I, going to be right next door to the brewery, conveniently yeah, enough. Um, I am the owner okay. of L.A. Homebrew. Um, I started L.A. Homebrew nine years ago uh, out of the necessity that that uh, we don't we didn't have a dedicated homebrew shop here in Baton Rouge. I used to be president of Red Stick Brewmasters, one of the larger homebrew clubs mm-hmm. here, and Uh, I knew there was a need. I knew there was customers, and everybody was ordering online. And I thought, well, if somebody would just open a shop locally, right, it would it it have perfect business uh, here. Um, And so, you know, that was basically nine years ago. Uh, We were located off of Piku, and I actually relocated it because I knew I was uh, about to open the brewery. Uh, There's some synergy between the two businesses, right? You can't really be a home brewer and not like craft beer. That would be weird if you, if, if you were that person. <laughs> and so I thought, well, if I if I you know relocate the, the homebrew shop right next to the brewery, it's kind of a one stop shop. You know, uh, my customers can come in, grab their ingredients, uh, grab their supplies, 
pop over next door, grab a beer before yeah. they go home. So yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, that that's it's a great business model to have. Like you have people that are going to come for the craft beer, but then you're going to have home brewers or people just getting involved with craft beer and wanting to like learn how to brew so they can buy all their ingredients right next door while coming here and doing a tour of the facilities and right. and talking to them about the whole process of craft beer. Because I know like there's still a lot of people around our area that are still kind of shocked and are just like, don't understand craft beer, don't know what craft beer is, how like how it's done or whatever. So tours are an essential part of doing it, of, sure. of, of having at a brewery. Same thing like at a distillery or, or whatever, like, there's a lot of people that don't understand that process and are curious about it and want to learn. So right. to have a homebrew shop next to a brewery where you can see how it all works, like right. here's the ingredients, this is how we use the ingredients into the beer, this is how we make it, like this is this is going to be a really cool spot. Right. I, I was. I mean, a lot of the um, locations, like I said, I mean, I had looked at a previous locations to open a brewery around, uh, around town. I was looking for a big enough spot to relocate the shop and I'll, I want a co-space mm-hmm. uh, here. We just kind of do it as a, you know, separated, but almost shared space. Yeah. And, and so I, I think we get the same synergy, the same feel. I think we're going to get the same effect, uh, even though we're not technically one big building and one business. Exactly. So. Well, we're going to talk more about uh, the tap room itself and what that all entails. And you're going to have food here, which is going to be great. We got, a, <laughs> we got a beer in front of us. So, Let's open this beer. Nick, tell us about what we're about to drink here, sir. Um, well, this is our first ride on a Czech Pilsner. Okay. On um, really traditional ingredient profile. Yeah. Like basically all pills, small touch of Vienna, um, Sauzer type hops, and yeah, just low and slow on fermentation profile. So, yeah. Nice. Crispy Boys is what uh, Justin Myers over at Cypress Coast would call this. Yeah, absolutely. Clear, hashtag actually, clear beer. I, I've actually not tasted this beer yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. Okay. Uh, so we, Nick, have you tasted this beer yet? <laughs> I, I, I have. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to do batch 16. Yeah. Okay. Basically tomorrow. Um, we've been brewing on the pilot rig the whole time. So a lot of it's been getting yeast handling down um figuring out the pilot rig and just see how it works for us and getting these recipes down but this is you know bottled a few things for bell today and this is what i'm pretty pretty stoked about that is really nice dude that, that's very very pretty and so you know we thought about you know traditional german pills uh very hop forward bitter mm-hmm. right oh, yeah. not quite sessionable if you go to the Czech Pills, Czech yeah. Pills is a little sweeter. It's mm-hmm. a less hop character. Uh, still crisp and, and dry, and, and, but to me, it's just way more mm-hmm. approachable than like a German, traditional German pill. Nice head on it. Yep. Dude, that's solid. That's really good. Refreshing. I found myself gravitating to these beers more and more like the last couple of months or so, just as a as a break from hazy juice bombs yeah. and stuff and, you know, something different, something not that something that's not going to wreck my palate and something that I can enjoy. And Cliff's been the same way. He's like a lot of the, a lot of the get, Oktoberfest. Get, getting the hot burn thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you you, you right. do the, the hazies from spring to summer, and it's like at the point where you're like, yeah. hey, something different. I want to pound a bunch of beers, and I can't be pounding a bunch of double IPAs. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you um, could. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, but no. But I, have, uh, I have literally tried every Oktoberfest in Markson that I can mm-hmm. in the past yeah. two months. 
because I love this season. Yeah. It's just, yeah. those are great beers, you know, Fest beers, Martins, Oktoberfest, everything. Did you so. have uh, Norley Barley's Fest? Fest beer, yeah. It's pretty good. It's a little sweet. I was about to say, it's, I like it. It's a yeah. little sweet. Great Raps Oktoberfest is my favorite. Oh, no, great. Yeah, local great one. Yeah. yeah. That they did. You have a favorite local Oktoberfest Fest beer? Uh, well, I just had Vina Stefaner's uh, Fest beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although not local. <laughs> but uh, delicious. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's delicious. a good beer. Um, locally, I think I'd go with the Great Raft as well. Yeah. I, I tried uh, Brew Carré's. Yeah, Brew Carré's uh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, theirs was pretty good. Um, I've tried a number of them. And, uh, Do you have Parlo's? Uh, I did not get to Parlo's try Parlo's. Yeah. I mean, I think Parlo's does a good job, period, with their, their Pilsners and Lagers. So. Yeah, their Chuck Pills is really good. Yep, because it says Chuck in it. Is that what well, it besides the fact that it says Chuck, it, yeah. but, I mean, <laughs> it's this. the beer is good. <laughs> well, I mean, we did a head-to-head with it for our, our craft beer uh, March Madness. Yeah, this, this dude could hang with the March Madness. Oh, movie, yeah. absolutely could. This is ridiculously good. So uh, getting getting back to the tap room, what are you looking at tap wise? Like, how many taps are you going to have in here? We're shooting for 20, 20 beers on tap. Wow. Uh, we're going to have a couple of extras. So, I'm going to do cold brew coffee on nitro, sparkling lemonade, just okay. so we can okay. make shandies, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, maybe a root beer for kids and, sure. and whatnot. But we're going to shoot for 20 beers on tap. And it's going to be everything from the light lagers, like German lagers, American lager. Uh, ambers, sours, stouts. You're covering all the profiles. The, the the goal of the tap room is something for everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, like if you're that. if you're a dark beer drinker, we will have a dark beer year round. Yeah. You know, we might gravitate towards more dark beers in the winter months. We've got no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's still there. I know beer drinkers that drink stouts year round. And, That's me. Yep. <laughs> so are y'all going more like? I guess outside the flagship, like just constantly just brewing different things, or do y'all we all have a rotating flagship? Uh, like some of the favorites, I guess fan favorite type beers. Right, we're gonna let the tap room be kind of yeah, kind of decide. Cool. It's actually gonna dictate what we release uh, in distro. Okay. So you know we we have to pick styles to release in distro right now because we have to brew them in preparation of opening. Right. So you know. Hazy is all the rage right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sours and whatever. So we'll do the popular styles to release initially, but then we're just going to let the tap room kind of drive the sales yeah. and kind of see it. And, and yes, we're using some of the batches. We're going to have smaller batch, so it's going to be just a few kegs. Sure. We get, we'll get. we notice, oh, we keep having to rebrew this beer. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, then that's a fan favorite or whatever. We'll brew bigger batches of it and then kind of gauge, hey, does it need to go to distro or not? Um, I mean, not every style, I think, is, you know, uh, 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 eligible. To yeah, go. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you have to kind of be careful, pick and choose. But um, we're going to kind of let the taproom sales. No, that's a good approach. I, I've seen a lot of breweries, they just feel like, okay, we have to make that our flagship. Why do you feel like that? Let, yeah. let the people who are drinking it decide, decide what's right. your flagship. Because right. I've seen a lot of really good beers come out from a lot of breweries. They're like, no, we don't brew that that often. I'm like, yeah, but it sells out in 20 minutes. And, and yeah, why aren't <laughs> like, you brewing more of this? Why is that, that may not being <laughs> Do you brewed? not like your, to make money? Your like, flagship beer you're sitting on. So, like, yeah, I, I like the approach with letting, letting the... And, uh, and you know, honestly, uh, I mean, flagship is almost the F word now. It's Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally the F word. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to be careful with that because if you bet the farm on a beer mm-hmm. and you release it and it fails, uh, I mean, you, it can be devastating. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're we're just gonna um, we're gonna let the 
the tap room, like I said, the sales, and we'll pay close attention to it. Um, and and that's going to kind of dictate, you know, the future growth and whatever. Again, the name Agile, yeah, quick to change. So we're going to, you know, if there there's a new style that comes out, come hit us up first because we're going to figure out how to brew it and we'll have it on tap maybe cool. before, you know, the West Coast has it and whatever. And, and that's part of being Agile. Agile is, you know, quick changes, quick iterations. And that's the point of the brewery. Okay. So it's, so I pronounced it wrong. It's not Agile Brewing. It's Agile Brewing. You can you can pronounce it either. Tomato, well, I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't want to be still spelled the same way. I mean, honestly, nor- yes. normally when I when somebody asks me, well, what is the name of your brewery? If I say agile, they go what? Yeah. <laughs> if I say agile, mm-hmm. they go oh okay, they understand that. I think you know it, it defaults to agile, but yeah, got gotcha. you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll I'll say agile in a more beer drink. I'll just say agile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like pronouncing it that way. I'm just going to do it like this. So Nick, your role here, are you the head brewer in the in the in the house for Agile? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Keith hit me up about that position. So so it's it's been a while since I've talked to you. It's been a couple of years probably since I've talked to you. Mm-hmm. Where what have you been doing since Tin Roof? You were you were the head brewer there, you've moved you obviously moved on from there. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing in between then and now that you're here at Agile? Um I was working with the Struma for a little while. Okay. Um for about 11 months up until uh, a couple months before they opened, just getting their main system online. Yeah. And bigger batches brewing. Gotcha. And, uh, moved on from there. And um, then, well, Keith hit me up like right after that <clears throat> last September. And i um, just kind of been working towards this project since then. Nice. Staying local, <laughs> looking around a little bit, you know, after a stream, but, um, you know, decided to. Yeah. Want to see this project through? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, Nick is not a local guy. He's not from Louisiana. You were from you were up from uh, San Diego. San Diego, um, yeah. Was living in Oregon for a while. Learned. Oregon was what I was what I was trying to think of. Yeah, learning to brew in Oregon mostly. And, uh, well, I'm glad you stuck yeah. around. I'm glad you're here. So yeah, I'm, yeah, likewise. Yeah, because well, what you were brewing when you were at Tin Roof, I liked. So it was, it's nice to have you here and look forward. I mean. If this is in any indication, this is going to be great. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I can drink this all day Saturday and watch football. Oh, yeah. yeah this, this is a, yeah, this is a, a game yeah. day beer. This is definitely, definitely a, good game, a good game day beer. You yep. nailed that on the head. So, talking about the tap room, obviously, it's if, you, if you've come here when it was Southern Craft, people get that image out of your head. This is wide open space. This is going to be really nice. We are talking about how you were going to have food on site here. You're going to have a food truck here. But it's not going to be like a food truck that's just from around the area. You're going to create your own menu and have food here for the tavern. Right. Just so that we can have a diverse menu, we're going to actually bring chefs and cooks in cool. and actually have it in-house. And so there will be a variety on the menu. Uh, it will also open us up to do you know, private beer dinners. Uh, and we can do special parents for the beers with the food. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, We can integrate the food. Uh, the beer into the food. Mm-hmm, In other mm-hmm. words, uh, you know, some special dishes that you can never get anywhere else. And, and so we just thought it would make sense. Let's just invest in the kitchen. We have a kitchen. We're going to get it installed, start cooking yeah. some food. I've always preached this. Like, there's a brewery in Charleston that does that. They, they built the kitchen within, within the brewery, and they just invite chefs or food trucks yeah. or whatever, and they do unique menu items every night of the week yeah. and then like you said when they do certain beers they'll either cook with that beer or have a beer or to pair beer, with that yeah. food item 
I think it's brilliant to, to build the kitchen inside. You don't cook, but you bring people from outside, outside to cook in it. Right. Yeah. And we, you know, we have that option to bring guest chefs in. Sure. Uh, we also can just shut it down for the night and call a food truck in. Yeah, yeah. if we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. right. If there's a That's popular, the Yeah, but we're not locked into that model. We, yeah. you know, uh, again, I didn't want a customer to show up. They show up for beer and want food, mm-hmm. and then the kitchen is closed. Yes. Or, you know, the food truck didn't show up or whatever the reason is. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll manage it. It's under our sure. umbrella. Yeah. And, and so we, we can take care of that. Well, it's like you were saying, you know, you, you're with – you and your wife or girlfriend or whatever you're going you want to go out to a brewery and, and eat something and if the food truck is there maybe it's pizza night or it's wings night maybe that's not what y'all are in the mood for you here can create a very open menu to have burgers wings nachos what tacos whatever yeah. you want so that way it's something for everybody when they come mm-hmm. here and the fact that you can do stuff I'm super excited about beer dinner options because if you're going to have 20 taps on there mm-hmm. and you're going to have all these different styles of beers, you can do some really cool and creative beer dinners, which I think is lacking because everyone knows about whiskey dinners, wine dinners. Not a lot of people do beer dinners anymore. Uh, as we're recording right now, our friends at Rally Cat Brewing are doing one with City Pork, which is awesome. I'm glad that's a thing, and I think that there needs to be more of that here in this area because we've got really good craft breweries around here that and they can level of like restaurateurs too like, yes yeah, yeah. like the, the natural pairing it doesn't it, really exist because nobody thinks that like yeah. beer like a beer dinner like yeah a wine dinner yeah, and wine, whiskey dinners and just whiskey makes sense makes for some sense, people right. but when you hear a beer dinner everybody's like well, i'm gonna go drink bud light all night like no no right. no <laughs> god no don't do what that. i'll pair yeah. my bud light with okay yeah. we're gonna do miller light next okay what's the miller light going yeah oh, man. i don't know what i'm gonna do with this core's uh <laughs> banquet but we'll figure it out the dessert that's the dessert okay well there you go so the the fact that you're already thinking about that really excites me. Yeah, that's and cool. Just I think with, with the way you're you're talking about everything, this place is gonna is gonna be gangbusters. We already had one beer and like it's fantastic. This pilsner is I I call this a gateway beer for people that just like don't understand craft and like all right yep. come in here and like. Drink this. Well, and again, that's the point of the tap room. Um, you know, something for everybody, mm-hmm. right? If you're the light beer drinker, you know, we, we potentially, I mean, could have two or three light lagers on yeah. tap that, that you know. Um, Strong. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that that cool. somebody could try. If you're a dark beer drinker, you know, we'll have the dark beer options yeah. as well. We're also, I mean, the things that we actually have in the tap room will not be... Uh, necessarily released. So again, that's the draw. Hey, if you want to try these beers, you have to come to the tap room and try them. Right. Yes. If we're selling more of it, you know, if sales are up, then then we might take one and actually go ahead and start distributing it. So you will be doing distribution. Absolutely. We signed with you know uh, Chris at uh, Pelican. Nice. So, awesome. Uh, I, why you wouldn't sign with him, I have no idea. But Dude, I'm telling you. He's doing the Lord's work in my eyes. Uh, he, dude, he really is. It's like as many accounts that he's he's got under his portfolio right now, he yeah. still treats those accounts like if he only had one account. Yeah. Good. And he puts the work in, and he's the whole crew is passionate about it. He's got a good group of people over there. And he's just exploding. His business is yeah. exploding. I mean, they're, they're busting at the seams. It's just wonderful. Um, especially, you know, with Louisiana legislation and, and when the alcohol laws come up, you know, yeah. they, they call Big Beer for um, uh, 
you know, for advice. No, but if Chris can get up to the same point, you know, yeah, again, he can actually advise them on what the because he's all for craft. Yes, uh, a lot of the other distributors are not for craft. Absolutely, no. Yeah. So I mean, it can actually kind of level and change the playing field. So it's huge that he succeeds and gets as big as he can. It's amazing how fast he's grown in such a short time. Yeah. Like, and he's yeah. become. He's be, he's become I don't want to say a threat to like Mockler or Crest and all that stuff, but they they've been put on notice. They know who he is, and they know he's coming in to, and to their, these their bars craft beer has been lacking. Well, yeah. he's funneling everything, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to a, from a certain point uh, because before him you had no choice. You had to go with one right. big distributor. Yeah. Now you have a choice. And, uh, I think and it's, it's the better choice. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, absolutely the better choice. Well, I don't think Mockler thought craft beer was going to be that big of a rage as it is. Well, I mean, you, there was a guy there that did think that, Jacob Talley. Well, yeah, well, then that's why he's not there anymore, because he thought he was nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've told people this is going to be a big booming industry, and they're like, we've got, what, two or three craft brews here? And, like, now we got, well, what, 20? Yeah. Um, well, and I think those two distributors serve different purposes too like yeah Pelican, oh yeah for sure Pelican can't facilitate all the mick ultra that you know Bentley sure. is going to drink no yeah no that's, that's fair to say but and that but what happens is they you concentrate more on that customer and you forget about there's another market which yeah, is a craft true. beer market very and true. that's what's cool about restaurant 1796 in st francisville i think they have eight taps and it's all pelican beers that's they cool. have no no Mockler, no Crescent, no wow. nothing. It's all Pelican craft brands, mm-hmm. and people you can't get a Mickey Ultra in there. Not on tap. Oh, on tap. So they they got bottles, but the tap, the tap beers are all crap, which is great. But I mean, you're saying I don't know. To honestly tell you the truth, I don't even know if they have bottles. Man, you I think it might just all be Pelican craft because I think they have cans and stuff too. So it might be all Pelican craft. Interesting. But they're a craft driven restaurant. Sure. So and they they thrive on local and they do a lot of local. Uh, ingredients with their food, so that pairing with Pelican was the perfect yeah. thing for them. And Morgan Moss, who's his parents own the Myrtles, and he's running the restaurant over there. He's told us people have come in and like, yeah, we want a Bud Light. Like, nope, <laughs> we don't have that. It's like, what do you mean you don't have that? <laughs> we don't carry that here. So like, what am I supposed to drink? And he'll, you, be, he'll be, he'll be like, your sexy lacing on the glass there. I know, I like that. <laughs> he's there. He's like, let me give you something that uh. You know that might be similar so to that, a, and you yeah. like it, and it ends up turning those people into right. crappy. Right, so you could offer food, this you know? as an option there. Yeah, instead of the Bud Light, like well, Bud Light, I got you. It's not gonna be a Bud Light, but I got you. Yeah, you bring that out to them, like, and I mean, there's lighter lagers than even this. Like, sure. yeah, Check yeah. Pills is Czech on pills, the light. Light beer. I mean, there's a couple styles that we can actually brew, or even create a new style. I mean, we. Yeah. Can, uh, that was the the other thing. We're not gonna brew everything specifically to style. Right, we're, we're gonna create. We're gonna throw in a couple little curveballs. So, like it, you, you know, because um, again, you fruit in a goza a Berliner Weiss. That's not too style. That's you're creating a new a new beer style yeah. that way. So we're gonna kind of go. We're gonna we're gonna try to execute the the true styles perfectly. Yeah, and then we're gonna have fun with some other styles. No, that's what it's supposed to be. That's what craft beer yeah. is. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed Just to be you know experimentation. Out the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, out of the box. Absolutely. This is great. I'm so I'm pumped. You want to know one of these? Uh, I, look, I'll <laughs> drink out this all night. But we have another uh, we have another uh, growler up here. So Nick, what's what are we pouring now? I uh, so this is our take on a Belgian strong. Cool. Okay. Um, I, I think Keith and I have some like. 
debate on what style to put it in. But uh, it's yeah, it's a little stronger than a Belgian blonde, but it's not quite a Belgian golden it, strong. It doesn't have the dryness yeah. of like a, a golden strong. Okay. So this is actually a pseudo style, uh, pseudo Belgian beer style. So some of the Belgian strongs I've had, I don't know why they do this, but they tend to make them smoky. Is that a, just a thing that people do traditionally, I or? I don't think that comes from the ingredients nah. necessarily. It's more of from the uh, process. Okay. Because I've had a few, and then they, they've gone with this this smoky deal. But right. Not all of them. You want to dink it and sink it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is almost okay. 9%. <laughs> don't drink like a 9%. No. Yeah, That's nice. wow. But most Belgian strongs don't. Most Belgian yeah. beers yeah. are very sneaky. You don't, you don't realize the alcohol. That you're drinking. Yeah, I found that out one night in at the Chandelier in Gulfport. <laughs> After about six Belgian strong, <laughs> it came on strong. You're like this beer's kicking Did, my didn't ass. Didn't make it to the casino that night. Ah. We went straight back to the hotel and just laid up there. That happens. But this, yeah, these these can sneak up on you absolutely. But I, I love a good Belgian strong. This is nice. My buddy Kirk Holder loves these styles of beers, so he would fall in love with this immediately. This is so good. So does the Pilsner? And this one have names? Have y'all named them yet, or just not named yet? Uh, Chuck charges about fifteen dollars a name. <laughs> He's got three of them. First right one's now. always free. Then after that, we, <laughs> we negotiate. But like, so who's going to be in charge of the naming of the beers? Are you going to get like, like, is there going to be a theme to them, or you're just going like, to download be... an app? It's, it's the beer label name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. I'm lazy like that. Well, the, our, our current goal is to do. Um, basically a technology themed right. beer name okay. without being too technology. Too techie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So our blonde ale, um, we're gonna call Backspace Blonde. Okay. So again, <laughs> like backspace that. being the backspace keys yeah. key on a keyboard, but you don't really think about it, mm -hmm. you know, unless I tell you that. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> We're going to try to be clever with the names and not be over techy. Like I touched on earlier, man, I love beers that are from a brewery that have a theme and they stick to that theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's cool. It's, oh, that's know. actually going to probably be the hardest thing about opening this brewery. <laughs> just, just coming up with the names. It's, 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 it's the hardest part, Absolutely. but it's also the funnest part to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. Backspace. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's well, cool. it's like you come up with these list of names of beers, and you're like, all right, these are cool, and then you got to go search and make sure no one else has right. them. And yeah. that's the hardest thing because somebody somewhere has has a copyright on a name. You're like, shit. Yeah, all right, and, back to and Jeremy's one. like real hard about that with Rally Cap beers. He's like constantly yeah. like, dude, they got one out there. I'm like, it's a homebrew beer. It's okay. Yeah, but somebody already named it. <laughs> I don't want somebody to look. I want somebody to look our beer up, and we're the only beer on Untapped that, that, that has You know that how name. how rare that is. I mean, like, <laughs> come yeah, there's on. nothing new. Right. No, no. Everybody's everybody's used a name for something. So that. That that is tough. I don't know if Backspace has been used. Is that out there? No. Backspace Blonde, I gotta be. Well, let me call the copyright. Let me. <laughs> pulling up Untapped. I was about to say, I'm pulling up Untapped right now, and I will tap in Backspace Blonde and see what shows up. I'm curious. If there's someone out there, that's maybe just type in Backspace. You probably get too much stuff. So you got a backstage. There's a backstage Betty. Blonde. No, yeah, that's it. No backspace. We got backstage. That's it. Yep, you're and, safe. And you're good, there's, Keith. There's a back, backpack blonde. Backpack. And yeah. backstage Betty. I'm with I'll, I'll go ahead and submit the label. <laughs> <laughs> Look, start Get it in there. Now, okay. It's just like, you don't have to, that's one less thing you got to worry about later. It's an easy label. You just put a backspace on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just broom, done. There you go. That's the whole can. That'd be cool. Like, everybody get the can. Like, it's just, it's just one it's slash. Just, yeah. just like, what the hell is that? In case, you, in case you need help with that, 
Cliff yeah. does labels. I do really so, like, back spaces. I can do that for he's you. He's done. He's done labels for Gilla. He's done stuff for Fly Llama out of out of Biloxi and the Shin and uh, a few others. So if you need a cheap cheap guy, <laughs> he does good work for you can beer. Pay me in beer. That's yeah. <laughs> Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. So Keith, you obviously your you, your background is in home brewing. Otherwise, like you wouldn't be as knowledgeable as you are unless you read a bunch of books or you were on the internet. So, like, yeah. what got you into craft beer to begin with? Like, how did your journey begin? Uh, originally, uh, I had a friend that actually gave me a homebrew kit for a Christmas present, um, and it sat for a while. And then he was like, "Hey." This was when I was living in uh, South Carolina. Uh, was it a little more advanced than the Mr. Beer kit? <laughs> it was way more advanced than Mr. Beer. Uh, I started on firm ground. <laughs> it, you should hear the stories with the customers we have next door at LA Homebrew um, with Mr. Beer. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a podcast in itself. Yeah, it it really, is a good one. Yeah, Mr. Beer could be a whole topic. But um, he actually, he was like, come on, Keith, we're going to do this. So he showed me how to brew. We 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 actually brewed a uh, brown ale was the first beer, and uh, we bottled it, and then uh, we actually moved back to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And so the, the beer I traveled with us. Uh, I never even popped one or whatever. It took a while. Finally popped one. I was like, well, man, this is not too bad. Yeah. Uh, fast forward about mm, it was probably less than a year. I was working here in Baton Rouge and. Uh, the guys that I was working with, we would do beer Fridays. And so every Friday, there was three of us, and somebody would have to go to the store and get three beers that nobody else had tried. And so Calandros was yeah, the obvious right. choice. And so you just go get a Doppelbach and an ice, you know. And, and that's how I started to learn about the different styles and, and started appreciating the different beers and, and whatever because I hadn't really been exposed mm-hmm. you know before that uh after that it just kind of exploded is there a, a certain style that you gravitate to more than others like when you're at home just like wanting a drink uh, i'll drink ipas, IPAs. I, I mean and usually west coast versus new england's but yeah. uh, i don't mind the bitterness i just i always search for flavor is usually what i'm looking for is there a certain style of beer that you could care less for like it's a, like I just won't drink this beer. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Rosh beers, smoke beers, smokes. Yeah, uh, smoke beers. Uh, I enjoy yeah. them, 
I can only take so much of them. Right. Um, I can I could never find one with the with like the perfect balance. Like it's either overly smoked, overly smoked yeah. or it yeah. tastes like someone threw a bunch of liquid smoke liquid into it. Liquid smoke beer. in it. Artificial, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like I I've never had a smoked beer that I enjoyed. Yeah, there's a couple session smoked beer, wheat beers. Uh was it Gris- Gratsky. Gratsky. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we'll probably brew some. Okay. They are light and refreshing. And I think they work with a food pairing. Yeah. Well, usually smoked beers go with barbecue. Period. Yeah, right, yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's what they're yeah. yeah. saying. You, you, could do, you could pull it off with, yeah. with a barbecue type yeah. food item. Yeah. doesn't work with crawfish. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nick, is there a certain style that, yeah, like, that you your, gravitate what's, towards? What's your go to in the fridge right now if you yeah. go to your house? I. And my answer right now is Belgian Strong. Belgian like, Strong. I'm just nice. intrigued okay. by that style right now. Um, Keith and I have been talking about it a lot. Um, I think we want to set out some like solid examples of yeah. that cool. coming, coming from Louisiana. So yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking at right now. What about, same question, a beer style that you just do not care for? Uh, <laughs> that's a bunch of them. Uh, Loaded question. <laughs> Imperial Smoothie Seltzers. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Imperial smoothie. Imperial smoothie. Very specific. Pre- pre- yeah, that, that sounds like a, a probably I, I, untitled art beer there. Yeah, uh, it definitely sounds like a title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like strategically picked that untitled art by saying because there's nobody else I know makes an imperial smoothie and oh, seltzer. Really? Yeah. It's not a fucking I, seltzer. I don't I wouldn't even call it's it a not, seltzer, not but it says it no. says Imperial Smoothie Seltzer. Yeah, and there's I, nothing well, about I, it that's seltzer. I didn't mean to call anybody out specifically. <laughs> but, um, it's fine. We do it on here all the time. <laughs> also, really like you know the the heavily adjuncted beers with just unfermentable sugar. Like I, the, yeah. those are kind of not really. They're they're hit and miss, and they're they're just tough because sometimes you you'll get that, and if you don't throw it in the fridge soon enough, it's gonna blow up in your car yeah, or yeah. like whatever. Oh hell, sometimes it'll just blow up in your fridge. Yeah, like it just yeah. it it there. It's a dan- not a dangerous style, but it's just like it's very unpredictable. Unpredictable because of of how it's done. You have a Cliff. You have a, a, a least done. favorite beer. Least favorite. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, because I don't fear any beer. I like to this try all kinds of beers. Um, but if it came down to beers that I, I kind of not drink, I mean, I'm not a big coffee guy. And look, I drink coffee. You don't like coffee. I drank coffee milk from the time I was four till I was 11. And I get it. A lot of stouts kind of have a coffee base to it. Yeah. But if the beer actually says coffee whatever or something, something coffee or coffee break. You're passing. Yeah, I'm passing. But. If it's just a regular stout that contains and the ingredients that has coffee, I'm fine because it gets those roasty notes, and I'm I'm good with that. So when I, it, when I it question comes, our friendship sometimes with this. <laughs> but when it comes out full on, like the name coffee is in the label, I'm not about it. But I like like for example, Double Stack from Great Notion. Yeah. It tastes like Waffle House in the can, and it's great. And right. I know yeah. it's got coffee in it, and I guess I just like the type of brew that's coffee that's, that's with it. But that doesn't bother me. But when the beer is, it says coffee. I'm distracted, but then look. I drank coffee from when I was four to eleven. My grandma made me coffee milk, <laughs> and maybe I, maybe she ruined it for me. Like I don't go to Starbucks. I don't have to have Starbucks. I can't stand the smell of coffee. Like my first job out of college, you can't uh, stand I, the smell. Yeah, of coffee. like Man. my, my wow. first job out of college from before I became where I'm at now, like 15 years ago. I was I would set up and brew coffee for this 
like these training meetings that we would have. I'll be the coffee guy. I'm, like, I'm going to get everybody coffee. And I'd stand here and fucking brew the coffee, and I'm just like, oh, my God, just smell this coffee. Just sitting in. I'm sitting here it's with the all these. smell. And I'm carrying the community smell. coffee containers back down. They're spilling Oh, that's the reason. It's I smell like coffee. Maybe that's it, too. I don't know. So it's a combination of grandma, you know, force-feeding me coffee milk for seven years, and then... Force feeding <laughs> and then basically having. You're gonna drink this and like it. I did like it. I was hooked <laughs> on it. In fact, like I told you earlier, I the uh, the double double vanilla uh, rev. rev that yeah. came out. I thought that was fantastic. I, I mean, it was coffee milk and a canned beer version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't. I can't do regular rev. Get get the hell out of here. That's why I was wondering yeah. if you could do regular. Because that's just straight. Like I can take that to work, and somebody would think I'm really drinking frozen coffee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, that and tastes like a Cobra coffee. I, don't, I mean, there's no nothing wrong. No, no. You know, I don't. I don't want to. Was it the uh, Waking Dead from? Uh, oh, from. Uh, also, same thing. Like, uh, I, like terrapin. A, I like a good Kolsch. No, not Terrapin. I'm sorry. I'm no, thinking of the Walking uh, Dead, Blood Red Orange. The Waking Dead. That's that's Bayou Tesh. Yeah, Bayou Tesh and. I like a good Kolsch. And in fact, the Kolsch version, which is the Raging Cajun, yeah. I'm fine with. But the Waking Day, which is the coffee version of the Kolsch. I love that beer. I mean, it's coffee in your face. And it I'm is. like, no, I, I get flashbacks of Grandma and first out of the Flashbacks of Grandma. <laughs> and that's got to be it. But yeah, I, I, if I had to dodge any beer, it'd have to be that. But like I said, you put a beer up here, I'm going to drink because I'm, I'm always curious. I want any kind of new beer, any kind of, yeah. you know, something that I haven't had, I, I totally dig it. Like, I, I try not to stick to just. Two or three styles, and like I admit it, I got tons of monkish and electric beers, and just straight up IPAs, double IPAs, triple IPAs, just sitting yeah. in my fridge. But stuff like this, I absolutely love a pilsner here and there. I love yes. a strong Belgian, like the traditionals. Absolutely, I like when I, I like when I travel a lot for work, and I go to a brewery, and it's a lot of traditionals on there. I'm like, sweet, let's just let's see what they got going on here, because a lot of people. Forget about the traditionals and they just oh, absolutely. Straight, give me the haze. Everybody what's, what's wants your, hazy what's, what's juice your IPA bombs. you got on tap? I want to know the IPA. And that's hey, I get it. That's fine. Because those are the gateways that get people into craft beer. And I think you gotta get them down to these traditional beers like this and say, hey, try this out. It's not as hot burny, but it, it's got almost just as much potency as a double IPA would have, and you don't even recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have not been exposed to Belgian beers. Absolutely not. At all. Belgian beers are absolutely wonderful. Um Lightly fruity. I mean, you can ju- you can dictate the alcohol. So yep. you can make a five percent, you make a ten percent, you make whatever you want. But uh, wonderful drinking beers. I love them. Uh, I don't. I don't think people really understand them. No. And again, if you put it on in a tap room, they can get a four ounce pour. Try it. That's it. Sure. It might be their new love. I mean, before yeah. they had yeah. craft beer, like I mean, in college, my buddies would always be drinking Natty Light, right? But I was going to get like a Chimay. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you spend twenty bucks on a beer, and I'm like, dude, it's like ten <laughs> yeah. percent, and it's like really good. Like, way more like fucked up before I was, I was, That's what I was always drinking. Like, I, yeah. I was burnt out on Miller Lights and Coors Lights, and I damn sure wasn't drinking Natty Light. So I would go like, hey, I'm gonna get this one beer. You can go get the case of Natty Light and have a hangover the next day. I'm gonna drink this. I wake up the next morning. I'm like, hey, I got a little buzz, and I'm feeling good today. Y'all all laid up on the couch because I drank a damn Natty Light all night. So. The traditionals were, have, have always been my background where I kind of fell in love with what I thought was craft beer because we only got the international type beers at that time. But now when the craft beer boom came around, I was like, right. this is cool. You know, yeah. I'm finding some, some alternative to the to the norm of regular beers. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm assuming you guys will be doing flights here. 
Oh, absolutely. For stuff like that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know a lot of there's. Is it going to be like a keyboard? You're going to take the keyboard? <laughs> yeah. They have not designed it yet. I got that's it. a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, great he's, idea. he's on it. He's on it. <laughs> I can't stop. It's, just, it's, it's always in my head. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it doesn't cut off. The wife hates it. I've been I've been to some breweries that like hate doing flights. Like they do not like doing flights. And I get it. It's kind of a headache sometimes. Like especially if the if the tap room's packed. There's something going on. Maybe they don't have four and really good beers on tap. Well, it could be that as well. <laughs> but I I think. Having flights in a tap room is is very advantageous for the the brewery to get people in there because somebody may not want to try a pint of beer and you know you like you said right. you, they can, you can give them a sand, like little four ounce pour and try but like let's go in here and like I want to try this IPA I want to try this brown ale I want to try this blonde let's see what this blonde tastes like here's a stout here's oh here's a coffee stout let's try it like and do that and figure out what you like what you enjoy I mean that's yeah. the way to do it if it, I mean. When I travel to breweries, I like to see a Same array way. of yeah. beers on stage. I think you can get kind yeah. of a signature of what they, you know, a brand of what that brewery mm-hmm. is because they all have that similar, I don't know what it is. I don't want to say taste, but it's something yeah. that identifies that brewery, what it is. Yeah. So yeah. I think the flights are, are you know, genius of, of if you go to a brewery, you should get one if it's your first time going there. They, yeah. they are a service nightmare. It, you know, yeah, it's a small I, pour yeah, I understand and, that, yeah. and there's logistics to actually writing on mm-hmm. a board yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So I have some ideas to actually alleviate that for my servers. Digital. Um, like maybe you can like print out like a card with all the beers on it and then whatever they're getting, you put like a check mark. Scan like, try. Kind of like a, like a washable marker kind of thing. Okay. you had back in the day okay. in high school. Oh. Okay, you're going to press me. But <laughs> we're actually going to spit out a receipt. And, and so if it's a four One, two, beer three, four. flight, it'll have four, sure. four beers. It'll be the QR order of code. Uh, no, yeah. QR code. QR code, there you go. And then you, oh. you scan it. It'll go to the website. It'll tell you everything you ever want to know about that beer. I like that. I just did a because, QR code thing for for work. That's yeah, that's crazy. For because products. I mean, yep. to me, I see all the time. Like people will go and and get a flight. You mm-hmm. go back to a table, much less they get three different flights for a group. And yeah. everybody's like, "What beer is this? What beer?" Nobody knows anything. No, right? no. just grabbing them. Right. So I'm. I'll figure out how to associate the glass. There's a there's a brewery yeah. in, when I was in Denver. And I thought it was nuts because they they have different stages of flights. So you can get like a normal flight, then there's like this tree flight, and like the whole flight thing is shaped like a tree. And there's like twelve of these things on it, and there's people just grabbing them. Like, oh wow, what do you know? What, what I mean, what are you doing? Like, you just, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. What's what's the next one? All right, cool. You have no idea, but I mean, no, it's, right. it's like the tree flight, and it's by the way, it's the best scenery I've ever had at a brewery because it's actually right by the Coors Light. Uh, Plant. Like that thing is massive. Have you ever seen a brewery like a stage of Coors Light? I mean, you just drive and drive and drive around on the mountain scene, and it's yeah. like nothing but brewery. Because like that entire town is built on that brewery. I think if you don't work at that brewery, I don't know why you live in there. Yeah, exactly. But the the brewery next to it, the craft brewery, that's like, it's actually directly across from the R and D lab for Coors Light. But you go out there and you're just sitting outside and it's just going straight off the mountains and it's just all you see is for scenery. It is the best scenery for a craft brewery in this country. Period. But they had this huge, massive tree of flights. flights where you get like twelve or sixteen beers and yeah. there's no way to identify what the hell you just got. I mean, but we drove a, a lady. We probably ruined her night when we, Jay and I and some friends went to went to Portland, Oregon for like just a guy's trip. Uh, Going to Portland, we're just going to drink all the beers. It's a good beer place. And one day we actually drove. We did our best. The one brewery that stood out to me in Portland was Base Camp. They were really, they had some really, really good. But <laughs> Nick's like, Base Camp? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, they've got some really good beers. They had a, a marshmallow stout that they did, and they would roast the marshmallow and put it on the tip of the glass. It was beautiful. But we one day we drove to Astoria because we wanted to go see the Goonies house. So we rode out there, went to the Goonies house, took pictures and yeah. stuff, and went to... Did you do the... Fort George... Uh, did you do the thing where you, uh, when you did the Goonies thing? Oh, I did. I did the. I did the. No, 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 no. But there's like when you go do it now, you fat. can you can actually get the the skull thing or whatever to hold up to look at the. Oh, there's no. people out there that sell them. Like, well, they, like, when we went out there. Nobody was out there selling them. Like we just walked it's like up the twenty driveway. bucks just to do like. Yeah, hey, we it's, did it. Yeah, all right. It's, it's weird. Like five like, bucks to make or whatever. You park in this church parking lot and you just walk up this drive yeah. this this gravel driveway. And like, there's like this regular house here, and then the Goonies house is right there. But you couldn't go close to it, so we took pictures. But you can go we, see the mountains. That's, that thing was, no, no, it was and the rocks. I mean, yeah, we went and saw that. But yeah. Fort, was it Fort George? Fort George Brewery Public House. That's a, that's no, it's a sticker from the email. from the from the brewery. So we go it's there. During the podcast. No, no emails. <laughs> so we're going. <laughs> fucking Cliff. We're going there on our way back from going to the Goonies house, and we're sitting there, and it's four of us. And we're looking at like the the board with all the beers, and the waitress comes up and she's like, "What can I get y'all?" And we were like, "Do you do flights?" And she was like, "Yeah, we do flights for all our beers. Like, what do y'all need?" And it was like, "All right, they got thirteen beers. All right, so we we're gonna need a a flight of all 13. And she's like, "Okay, cool, one flight of 13. I'm like, "No, no, no, we each need a flight of thirteen. And she just went, <laughs> "Wow, <laughs> well, hold on a second. And she walked back to like, I guess make sure because it was right. packed. In How there. do I do this? Yeah. She was like making sure they had enough glasses for it. But she did it. She came out. It was her and another her and another girl came out. We each had thirteen. The, the, the one in Nashville, you can get the flight flight at yeah. the airport. So the Nashville airport. But the beers weren't that good. Though. Have you is it, it's there? in the shape of airport? an airplane. Yeah. I want to say yeah. it's like twelve. What beers. we had wasn't good. I don't know what happened. Like yeah. a couple of them were okay, but like a lot of them, were, like some of them tasted flat. Mm. So I don't know. What's what's the barrel aged company out that way? They do a lot I mean, of barrel aged beers. I mean, there's, out in Oregon, there's a beautiful. Cascade. Um, well, Cascade's Cascade's out. Out Cascade was great. That was our first this stop. Yeah, this one you can't get. Like, Cascade, you get in distro. But this this brewery, there's a it lot of barrel-aged bottles. I mean, that's all they do. Yeah. Man, I can't think the name of it, but they do some really good stuff. Um, I can't uh, recall what it is. But, I mean, they, they're allowed to ship because they're also not only a brewery, Boston? but they... What is it? Logston or no. Apothecary? Because they're also a winery, too. Which is why they are, they're allowed to ship them out because they think they're just shipping wine out. Yeah. But it's huh. it's it's basically a lot of barrel aged like wild sours and stouts. Yeah. I, I can't name it, but it's it's an, it's out there in Oregon as well. But you can you can get it shipped to your That's house. Cascade. Sounds cool. I don't yeah. Know if it's Cascade. No, because mm. Cascade's distro too. Mm. It's not the not the big boy. It's it's just kind of under the radar. But it's it's a it's. People in the craft beer industry know who they are, and I, now I feel bad. I don't even know. Cascade's where I fell in love with sours. I wouldn't like really yep. that into sours. And we the white, there. same thing. The wife got just fell like, in love with Cascade. Like this is amazing. And you can These only get really them good. at uh, at Alexander's. I couldn't find them anywhere else. Calantros used to carry Cascade, but they would always either sell out or whatever. But mm-hmm. I go to Alexander's and they would have they would have this, yeah. and they would different you know raspberry oh. or whatever. But that's what got her into it because she was like. This is not beer. I'm like, yeah, it's beer. It's beer. Trust me, it's beer. No, it's not. It's, not. it's like wine. I'm like, no. <laughs> just tell you what you like it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's. So, Nick, you're familiar with Base Camp just from being up there in Oregon yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah. That was a cool little spot. That was that. They had some. That was day two. That morning was our. They was right down the street from our Airbnb. So we made that our first stop, and they had some really good beers. And the, the, for some odd reason, that that place stood out. 
That play, that brewery, and then Pock uh, Pock. Pock Pock. It's an Asian <laughs> restaurant, and that might be the best wings I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? Wow. Unreal. Jada Cody knew about them and was like, we're going to go by here for lunch one day. I'm like, all right, cool. There's some there's some killer like dive bar spots for like yeah. roaster chicken. Like some. There's a biscuit killer. place over there. I can't think of the name of the place that Did had it, like really good like chicken Great biscuits. Notion not in existence when y'all went at that time? They're only like. I mean, this was 2014 or 15. Like five or six years, maybe? They're not, yeah, I mean, they're not old, but old. They, they, shoot, they got like five spots now. They don't expand it. I don't know. I, to tell you the truth, I mean, we were going to so many little small, like literally in, in Portland, you could walk two blocks, and there's a it, it's like this old building, and you look inside of it, and it's a fucking brewery. You know, mm-hmm. There's no sign on it. Like, oh, they have beer here. And you go, one place we went into in the neighborhood – it's like a little bitty small warehouse, and you walked into it, and it had a small, it was almost as small as Southern Craft was, and they had pallets for tables, mm-hmm. and you would just go in, they had like six taps. You go there and get some beer, and we sat down, and it was six killer beers. Oh, this wow. little hole-in-the-wall spot in the middle of a neighborhood. Man, I'm like, can fat, I move? I want to move here. Like, this Fathead is has a Portland location now. Fathead is like out of Michigan, right? I don't know. I'm trying to find this this bottle Barrel Age Brewery. Well, you keep Portland. working Fathead on that. Is not from Portland. <laughs> yeah. I know, but they no, have no, no. one there. <laughs> it says Fathead Portland now, so apparently Fathead they, they branched out. And it way out west now. Yeah, they win with their. There'll be an agile Portland at some point. Like Keith's going to branch out. Give us a Christmas. No, Fathead. Yeah, look, Fathead's Brewery, Portland. No, they have one, but they do a pretty good Christmas ale at Fathead. Nobody does a Christmas good Christmas ale. Are you going to do a Christmas ale, Keith? Prove me wrong. I've yet to have a Christmas ale that I've liked. We, we won't have time this year, but we'll <laughs> okay. do it next year. Okay. How about that? It just, like, every Christmas sale I've had just tastes like the water that would be at the base of a Christmas tree. Like, it's just yeah. not the good. Christmas sales that I like, I like them kind of desserty. So, yeah. heavier, would, yeah. higher alcohol, kind of dessert. Uh, the one that I've here. traditionally done is cherry-infused, like, uh, kind of a strong scotch ale. Okay. I like with, that. With uh, vanilla and cinnamon. I like a good Scotch ale. I'm down with that style. That's yeah. really good. We heavy. I think we have stuff on deck. Oh, yeah. we just brewed a we heavy. I think it's in the fermenter right now. Do y'all have any plans to barrel age it? Yeah, we're look at. We have a English barley wine and a wheat wine nice. that we've brewed that both are going to go in a barrel. So again, we're you know it's pilot batch, so. Yeah, it's kind of limited supply, but uh, once we get to fire up the big rig, we'll. It's also a lot of you know, it's like kind of R and D and yeah, figuring out handling on doing these beers a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do you have uh, a possible opening date? Something that I mean, I understand this is all a big headache because you're still in you're still doing construction. There's still the headache of getting permits and all that stuff. Like, do you kind of have a date you'd like to be open for? Uh, we're hoping for early December right now. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> we'll just depend on permitting. Uh, they're doing, I mean, drywall went up. They're going to float it, paint next week, mm-hmm. you know, floors and everything. So, you know, it's going to come down to how long some of the permitting takes. And that's anybody's guess. I can't answer that. Yeah. But... It seems like the headache for, like, not even just breweries, just business in general, like mm-hmm. permits, just 
getting signed off and I think a lot of the departments are just understaffed I know the yeah. department is and, and whatever so we've worked with them and I mean they're trying to help us but they can only do so much because yep. you know they don't have a, a, a you know a crew of employees that can actually you know get the work done so yeah. you have to just be patient wait in line and then it's around the holiday season, so you got Thanksgiving yeah, so, coming up, so right, it's like, right. you know, you have all that and to deal I, with. And, you know, we just had a hurricane, that, yeah. you know, and with COVID, logistics on building materials, it's just been delay after delay. Yeah. And it is what it is. I mean, we will open. Yes. <laughs> that is happening. It's going to happen. But, yeah, we don't, we, we can't actually put a, you know, target date yet. Are you guys going to be at Cap City Beer Fest? Uh, too early for Cap City. Okay. It's um, next week, huh? It's next Sunday. Next, next Sunday, Sunday, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was yeah. like the day after the Alabama yeah. game. We, you know, again, we have to get some of the permits done before we can get our state license and our local. And so, you know, we're not, we can't really distribute or donate beer until we actually have the license. Y'all did something the year before COVID right out there, huh, for, for Cap City? Uh, Agile? No, for... The LA Brew House didn't do something out there. Well, LA Homebrew will be at Cap City. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Okay, I apologize. I mean, the brewery. We were trying to have the brewery serve beers at Saks. But yeah, LA Homebrew homebrew has a tent out there where they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. LA Homebrew is going to be at Cap City. Okay, okay. uh, But no, I I was I was asking for Agile, but yeah, but that's good that that we we were actually under the radar for Zaps, and we couldn't get all the. The permitting in gotcha. time, smell it and so yeah. we're like, no, oh, yeah. um, you know, we can't do it yet. So yeah, we're gonna LA Homebrew is gonna do Cap City cool. and Bayou Beer Fest. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah. This is the segment where we let Chuck guess the hot. Now, why you do this to me? You know I'm no good at this. There you go. This looks this. and right. smells yeah, amazing. Okay, it's not an it's not a NEPA though. So. Right, but based on what you had earlier, just smell it. And try to guess a hop, and then taste it. But just, just, just do a smell I'm, and see. If you can, I, think on, I think based on smell you can guess one. I'm terrible about this because my palate is just like I can't pick. But up I've been, I've been training, Chuck. Yeah, training, yeah, no, I'm, that's what I'm doing. Like this is how training works, though. That's Chuck, why, this is how you learn. I know. That's why I'm always pushing for breweries yeah. to, to do like a okay. series of like with just single hop beers. So and, like I can. And, well, and what, <laughs> hop, what hop will you not guess? Uh, Moteca. There was okay, so. What's the obvious hop? Because there could be Moteca in there, but what's the uh, obvious I'm going to say Citra. Uh, from the smell? You can, you can tell it's Citra by the smell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the one hop? Cliff can apparently. What's, what's, super what's the here. one hop you're not going to guess? Oh, you uh, learned this oh, lesson early. I, I think, Literally two hours ago, what's the one hop you would not guess right now? I think one, hop. one hop. Mosaic. Here. Neither of you will guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's two. Nick, options. just tell us, damn it! <laughs> I hate there's, doing okay, this. Okay, wait. So you're not going to guess Simcoe, and why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't guess Simcoe. All right. Well, the, the, my teaching has my Padawan has failed. Yeah, I failed you. I failed you, Master. Look, wait, we'll, we'll actually play that the game. Guess what's in my mouth next door at the homebrew shop? Well, and no, that sounds like a whole different podcast, oh. there, Keith. I don't know what you get to now. No, but, but actually, serve a Damn. beer okay. and don't tell anything about it. Yeah. And you have to guess the style. Okay. All right. And you should pl- play that game. That will actually help you. Is there I, anything, need, I need to do that. Is there any one of these hops from New Zealand? No. Ooh. 
Because it tastes it's zesty. All-American all hops. All-American, um, Yeah, right. it, is, it is very zesty. Very zesty. Um, you tell me what the hops are, Cliff. I, I was going to guess a New Zealand hop because it's so zesty. Well, you'd be wrong, apparently. The fact that they're All-American, this is interesting. This is a t- I, I might be stumped. I'm sorry I put you on the spot. Ha-ha, <laughs> yes. This is good. Hell yeah. Stump the cliff. <laughs> Stump the cliff. Yes, this is the first. It's a new sec, new it's segment on the ABV podcast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so many options. Come now. on, you talked all that shit. Yeah, because I, I thought this shit. <laughs> I, it's before I like, by smelling you couldn't tell, but when I tasted it, I was like, it was well, all I know is this is delicious. Well, there's three. Just how many so, you got? You got three yeah, options in there. So there's three, three, and it, that's really hard to be able to pick all three. Is there any of the melon flavored hops? So it's not El Dorado. It's not no. No, it's not Eldo. Uh, so it, it's it's Citrus Simcoe and Idaho Gin. Yeah, Simcoe is in there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give you a tip there. Yeah, 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 whatever. So uh, Simcoe so, is there. Okay. Citrus Simcoe and Idaho, you said? Idaho Gin. Idaho Gin. Wow, but okay. usually Idaho gives you earthy tones, and I'm not getting any earthy yeah, tones. Yeah, so it's not Idaho 7. Um, it's Idaho Gin. It's a yeah. high so, Okay, so It's kind of, a, um, it's a wild crafted hop. Okay, so educate me, the Idaho 7 and the Idaho Gem, because I, mm-hmm. I mean, Idaho 7 is straight up Earth. Right. Yeah, right. that's the Pacific Northwest. So when they, like, yeah, when they came and named this, why citrus. would they, the Gem still stick to Idaho? Because I, I see Idaho um, like, turn off. I think, right. I think a lot of the oil compounds are similar to Pacific Gem. Okay. Um, is it a hybrid? Like, no, it's br- a wild, it's a wild it's hop. Wild. Yeah, it's okay. wild found hop. Um, it's been I think it's been in production for like five years or something. Like okay. Not very long. Um, but I smelt it from a vendor at GABF a few years ago. Yeah. I was like, use it. Never really. <laughs> what never, is this? <laughs> yeah, never really got a chance to um like showcase it in a beer um before. But um, it's, I it's, thought it would pair really well with. It still like drinks like a, like a like a West Coast Dude, this is, uh, yeah. big boy. Like I mean, I'm yeah. talking electric, monkish kind of. Guys, that zest. Uh, actually, I'd go even further than that. I go, um, man, green cheek. Green cheek actually, because the brewery comes from Monkish, but green cheek makes more of those zesty. Mm-hmm. They use the zesty type hops. This would be a, a green cheek. Like if I had to classify this with beer, this is delicious. And just looking at it, I mean. That is that is ridiculously you know, like it's a, it's a pale, it's a, right? It's a well, yeah, it is a pale, yeah, based on ABV, but it's a New England that drinks like a West Coast, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of overloading my brain. <laughs> no, and I told you earlier about Simcoe being a West Coast style type hop. So yeah, that's why I was like, Do you want to guess the Simcoe here?" Because it totally debunked what I told you earlier. About. Can I just enjoy the beer? Yeah. Because <laughs> hey, we haven't, because there's, there's people that have tried to say, hey, this is a golf, like the whole attempt with Parish and Untitled Art to be a golf course, that golf course beer they put, supposedly put out. Yeah. I think that was a good attempt. But yeah, I'm still waiting for somebody to really come out and push something and say Gulf Coast IPA. Because you got, the, you, got, you got the West Coast, you got the East Coast. We still haven't done this other coast, which is the Gulf Coast yet. People have kind of tried, but like they did it with the Midwest Brewery. Yeah. Like, how are you going to collab and call it Gulf Coast IPA with a brewery in the Midwest? Yeah, so, that make it, well, this is why Keith is here. Yeah. So Keith can make, make Keith can be the, this is the cool godfather word. of the Gulf Coast IPA to usher this new style in. Well, we no pressure, try. Keith. No. We'll try. We'll try. Absolutely. <laughs> but absolutely love the, uh, the zestiness on this. this mm-hmm. is, no, this is delicious. This is really, really good. 
I would pair it with the linden meringue pie. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. Uh, obviously, you guys are going to have a social media presence. There'll be a Facebook page and all that stuff as well for people to find you. Is that up now, or is that going to happen like once the the tap room and everything's open? Everything is up. Okay. So Twitter account. Uh, all the social you media. shared the, uh, okay. the the back door today with the patio. Mm -hmm. so what's the plans for the patio back there? <laughs> oh, we're building out the patio right now, so we're we'll have both indoor space, a little outdoor space. Yeah. Uh, put some lights. Uh, you know, a little private area. That's where the uh, food is actually going. Yeah. Back. Cool. I mean, outside area is a in in this day and age that we live in with what we're dealing with with COVID. Uh, we just had the mask mandates lifted. In, dark in winter is approaching Louisiana. again. Part dark, two. dark winter is approaching again. Uh, but <laughs> outside seating, it, like this weekend, the weather's great. Hopefully, this weather sticks around to sit outside and enjoy some some food and and beer. You guys gonna have any live entertainment like music and stuff as well? If we only knew somebody that played music, hmm. Hmm. I can open up for you, Chuck. Hmm. I do that too. Mm. Uh, see what I can do. <laughs> my people will talk to my other people, and uh, uh, Keith, I'd be more than happy to help you out with that. Yeah. Absolutely. You need you need some help with booking some music here. I can I can definitely help you with that. No, yes, we definitely plan to do that. Three or four um, days, four days old. How old is this one? It feels really young, right? Mm -hmm. No, it's not that young. Well, it, it does. It, it feels like less than a week. Yeah. Did you get that vibe? Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, I mean, it, it was it, it, it was, seems a little green, it, it but it was, I, well, it's hopped like a it's very New big, England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I like, only uh, felt the Simcoe on it, but I was okay. just thought that was strange because so basically the, the West, hop schedule that we used being in New England it, um, had a lot going in um, on like a bittering side. Yeah, um, so not really a hop schedule of a modern. I taste San Diego here. I can tell this dude's yeah. from San Diego. <laughs> like I was, I was a little hitting, bit of home up in that beer. I was hitting yeah. like the lower side of LA when I was like, man, this tastes like Green Cheek, and Green Cheek is about an hour outside of LA, and I was like, that that's zesty like Green Cheek. Well, there you go. San Diego is like it makes all the sense in the world, right cool. there. Yeah, there you go. That little, right? little hometown in there, bro. That's it. I like it. Well, Keith, thanks for having us over here, man. This has been awesome. Absolutely. The beers have been great. I am. I can't wait to try everything else you guys are doing. Hopefully, uh, like you said, you're looking to try to open, you know, early December. So hopefully, everything is smooth for you to make that process happen. Because I can't wait for people to get over here and check out the tap room and try these beers. Make your really Christmas good. plans here. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start. Uh, we'll do distro with draft only. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not gonna fire up the cannon line like right at the opening. Yeah, yeah just to no, kind of get our feet, you know, settled or whatever. So yeah, it makes no sense. You'll see the draft at the bars, beer bars, restaurants, and whatever, and then we'll follow up with like can releases. Cool, nice. So, I think that's I think that's a good way to handle take that. It baby steps. Yeah, no need to rush it. Like mm -hmm. just take your time with it. The people the people will come for sure because. Luckily, in this area, we we have really good craft breweries, and people want to come and enjoy local craft beer. So I think you guys are going to do a great job here. It's going to be nice. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Nick, thank you for being here, man. Good to see you again. So happy to see you here, and you're doing a great job with these beers, man. Really, really good job. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by. Hell yeah. Cliff. Hey. <laughs> thank you for being here. Always. Uh, shout out to the, the sponsors one last time before we get out of here. Pelican Craft Brands, Presonus Audio, Athlon Insurance, 
Government Taco, uh, Cappuccino Coffee Roasters. Yeah, no, there's no, one no, more. I thought I was on that. No, Hops in the Hollows. I always wanted to be the fifth one. I got five on it. No, I'll I put you last. <laughs> I'll put you last because I go Hops in the Hollows. Yeah. Also, remember when you go to hopsinthehollows.com and you order your glassware, if you use the promo code ABV at checkout, how much you get out? 10% off 10% of your order. So. It was spot hours one time. Yeah, it was. That, no, that was a special show. Have, has anybody been using that code? Like we we see. Oh yeah, I haven't right? checked in a while, but I know the five dollar one was used like fifteen times. Right. That one worked out. Really Should we go back to five dollars? No, no, I, I gotta yeah. pay some bills. Fair enough. <laughs> Check on the ten percent one. Yeah. Uh, until next time, I am Chuck P. This has been the ABV Podcast. Cheers.